Okay, so you're welcome everyone to another episode in our Creative Communities First podcast series. My name is Grace Roach and I work with Momentum. We are a project partner in the Creative Communities First project funded by the Erasmus Plus. Creative Communities First is a project which seeks to help higher education um, institutions um, interact with and work with creative industries. I'm delighted to be joined today um, by a colleague from another project, Dominic, um, who's going to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about your work, Dominic, and your organization, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, Grace. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm Dominic Lappenkuber. I work as a research associate at the Science to Business Marketing Research Center of the FH Münster University of Applied Sciences in Germany. Um, where I work on different Erasmus Plus projects as well, or different projects in general, uh, and where we research the um, transfer from university uh, on the one side to business, that's where the, the name comes from, science to business, uh, but also to society in general, and where we also look uh, specifically on yeah, how science can actually improve uh, how our society works, lives, and yeah, that's basically what I do. Brilliant, cool. Lovely. And I know you have a particular interest, uh, Dominic, in service learning and e-service learning, and it's quite a, a big topic in the Creative Communities First project. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your interest in those areas. Yeah, so um, as part of our uh, work as a center, we also have courses, and in one of them we offer service learning uh, as one key element, uh, working on a project with partners from the community, and that's uh, where I'm also involved in as a as a coach uh, for student groups. Um, and yeah, due to the pandemic, that shifted quite heavily to, to online. Uh, but that also opened up new opportunities for us, uh, where I think uh, we'll talk a bit more later on about. But that's uh, yeah, where, where my interest in, in service learning, in e-service learning in particular, came from. And in one of our projects, we uh, investigated how to set up those courses quite heavily. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And you're talking there about the Digital Social Impact Project, and I've been very um, lucky to get to work with you on that. And I suppose I have a little bit of an insight, and I hope we can share with everyone today uh, some of the work that was done on that project, because I think it's quite uh, groundbreaking, the research, and, and it was really interesting. So um, as part of the, the work of that project, um, you and I and, and the others in the team interviewed quite a few educators, um, about the potential of e-service learning, particularly as um, a pedagogy post-COVID. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that uh, research and some of the findings. Yeah, um, definitely. So in total, uh, I mean, the, the project is, um, we have five partners um, from four different countries uh, over Europe, and we um, interviewed 50 educators. Um, who are involved in different aspects of social impact teaching, as we, we call it uh, in, in that element, not only focusing on service learning, but it actually turned out that most of the, the experiences were related to service learning as a, as a teaching format. Um, and we interviewed them on their experience during COVID, pre-COVID, and also now uh, going a bit into past COVID, so to say. Um, and our main findings were, when it comes to these courses or these, these learning experiences, um, that we, we can pretty much split them up into three phases um, when educators think about creating such a course. 
Um, and one is the, the design phase, what we call it, where it's all about, okay, who do I want to cooperate with from the society, from the community, um, and how to set up that relationship. And then it's actually the delivery where the students come into play. Um, and then there's also a very important part, the reflection part. So these three phases were crucial or the, the main setup of our experience and our findings with each separate uh, barriers and drivers associated to each of these phases. Um, but that's, I mean, there was research on service learning uh, previously, and we took a lot of those um, findings, of course, also into consideration and mixing that now to, to the digital element um, with regards to virtual teaching. Um, and what we definitely can say is that yeah, the digital tools are here to stay. Uh, a lot of the educators plan on continuing their work with digital tools. And we definitely found also some yeah, insights that the selection of these digital tools that I want to use in my service learning experience for the students uh, is crucial. And a lot of thought should go into that uh, during the design phase so that the delivery and the reflection actually work quite smoothly. Um, and yeah, they, they helped a lot of collaboration and they even um, made some collaborations possible that were not that uh, yeah, feasible before. So for example, also in our, um, in our center, we now uh, extended our service learning offerings or our partnerships um, beyond the regional aspect to other cities from Germany, uh, for example, from Potsdam, uh, where we do now currently a project, but also to completely different countries and continents. So we also have a project together with a, an NGO from South Africa. And that's only possible in a virtual environment because you can't just travel there uh, that easily with a student group. So yeah, these were uh, some of the, the findings there. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I think that's the thing. I mean, you know, we've really learned and an, uh, from COVID how technology can, well, I suppose, not only allow us to do things differently, but to extend the scope and reach of our work and our study and our learning. So, um, yeah, I think it became quite clear in the Digital Social Impact Project for me, certainly, that e-service learning has, you know, a really wide application. Um, we also looked at some case studies and there was quite a variety of those as well, wasn't there? Yes, definitely. Um, so, in, I mean, we, uh, we focused on 20 different case studies, but uh, best practice cases, but there were so many different applications. Uh, in our interviews, we had um, educators from the social sciences, we had educators from the engineering departments, from the creative departments. Uh, basically, uh, it turned out that you can apply service learning in some kind of way in every single instance of teaching in a higher education environment. Um, and that was really, really an eye-opener for me as well. So there are universities out there, there are educators out there applying these concepts to create some kind of social impact together with a, with a social partner, with a community, with the municipalities in every single environment. So be it in architecture where you design together with students um, a more socially uh, nicer um, spaces in the university or also in the cities, uh, in NGOs, how to help them and so forth. Uh, engineering, programming new websites, programming new tools. Um, so it's, it's, it's mind-blowing actually. It was actually mind-blowing for me how how wide the, the range is of potential applications of this concept. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Definitely lots more work to be done in the space. Um, so you talked to us a little bit there about, um, you know, the three aspects that became clear, 
uh, from the digital social impact project, the design phase, the delivery phase, the reflection phase. I think that's really interesting because the Creative Communities First project is looking to create a framework for e-service learning. Um, and it's also really interested in looking at how it can be delivered in a sprint format, so in something like an online hackathon. Uh, and I wonder from your experience of, of the research, the interviews, etc., um, as well as the tools actually that you mentioned, are there other key components that you think um, are important for the successful delivery of e-service learning programs or projects? I would definitely say during the, I mean, if you want to run it as a hackathon, in our cases we, we had also a very wide range of, of different timings, so to say. Uh, courses run throughout the semester, uh, only for as a block seminar but, or over even more uh, longer period of time. So there was also a wide range of those and still we could apply these three phases. So I think also and maybe even more so in such a very, very uh, focused time frame it becomes even more critical to have a very clear structure before uh, because you don't have much time to react during during the sprint. Um, you definitely need to jointly set the goals. Uh, what do you actually want to get out of it? Um, as both from an educational perspective, but also from the from the um, partner perspective, um, and make clear expectation management so that both sides are happy in the end, uh, no matter how it goes, so to say. Um, one more thing, maybe especially regarding the digital tools, uh, having been testing them and making sure that they work for all involved stakeholders. That was one thing that uh, not only in e-service learning but also in, in virtual teaching became quite apparent quite quickly during the pandemic um, that we expected certain tools to work for everybody but I mean students come from all different um, uh, backgrounds and might not have access to the same hardware, to the same software, to the same internet connection. So making very sure before actually running the course that everybody can actually join in a, a manner that makes work possible. Um, that is very, very important. Um, and then from a, um, from a perspective of, of the service learning experience, I mean, it, the, one of the main goals from, from what I heard is that the students are supposed to get to know these different aspects and not only their, their narrow field of study, but also how it impacts society and how, how their, um, their background or their, their study program can actually also impact, uh, have social value. Um, and for that to, to really get settled in their minds, reflection is a key part, and that should also be involved in these sprint settings to really have uh, one or uh, daily or de depending on the time frame, of course, um, some time set where students are, are supposed to reflect on what they're doing so far. And then, um, I mean, for, for most, most educators, you don't just develop a new course to run it once. You want to run it multiple times, right? But you should be open to see the, the program of the, the first run as a pilot. And you should be open to iteratively improve upon it because every single instance will be different. Um, and new tools come up in the digital sphere that you might want to integrate. Um, and you should have an openness to that to, to iteratively improve the, the sprint or the hackathon. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, and I suppose there's some good news there um, from, again, from Digital Social Impact. If there are educators out there 
wanting to create or uh, develop an e-service learning course um, or be it in an online hackathon format or other, we have some resources there. Would you like to tell us a little bit about the resources and where some of our listeners can find them? Very gladly. Uh, so all of uh, the, the project is, uh, all of the, the findings from our project are published on our website, which is called digitalsocialimpact.eu, um, all written together. And there you can find um, all of our findings from from their interviews written up as a uh, uh, as a report. Uh, you can download it as a PDF version, or you can look at it uh, on the website. And there we, we will also list all the yeah how we went about it, the methodology in more detail, and then the key findings, some statistics of who we interviewed, and so forth. Um, and then based on that, we are actually currently uh, working on a, a course configurator where we list. Um, the different activities that can be integrated into such service learning environments or e-service learning environments uh, and also digital tools that we recommend based on the findings from our interviews for these different phases. So it takes educators from all different backgrounds um, on the journey through the um, design, delivery and reflection phase uh, and we hope to um, support them in creating new courses or in adapting their existing courses to create more social impact. And we are very, very open for feedback, so please take a look at it on our website and the resources you will find it. Uh, and uh, yeah, just play around with it a bit. And we're still in the improvement phase here as well, so uh, we're definitely looking for, for any kind of feedback. Brilliant, brilliant. Thanks, Dominic. Uh, great to have you here today uh, to join us for the Creative Communities First podcast. Thank you so much for your insights. Thank you for sharing the learning from your digital social impact project. Um, lovely to see the relationship between these two projects and hopefully uh, both sets of partners can keep in touch and develop more in this space in the future. Definitely. Thank you very much for the opportunity.